Good morning, Judith. Good morning, Sonia, and welcome to the Coach's Cup. This morning, we have a very special guest, Corinne Crabtree from the No BS Weight Loss Program is in the house. And this is a really a very full circle moment for myself. Um, I first started, first found Corinne back in 2017. And the first time I saw her, I knew that I found someone special. And what, what has come of this relationship that I have with Corinne has been one of a woman who sticks herself out there as a true leader and a role model, a mentor, a human being who is willing to share from her heart to be the impact of change on other people and just the, her very presence in my life. Had it not been for her willingness to share this part of her and her journey, I would not be here today. I would not have lost 80 pounds. I would not have found peace with myself and my weight loss journey and my issues around it. We'll just leave it to say there. Uh, learning to create a trusting relationship with myself. And um, she's also, our listeners are very familiar. I will often bring up my anxiety. And a couple of times I may have said, you know, I, once I was in an interview with Corinne, and I don't even know if you know this story, Corinne, <laughs> but like seriously, in the interview of 2019, was it 2019, 20, would yeah, have been 2019, yeah. November of 2019. Um, I remember in the moment, uh, seriously being, having awareness of feeling the blood leave my head. And oh I remember, gosh. oh yeah, I, like I was having a full blown, like I was frozen. And I remember saying some bullshit to you about my broken arm. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, here I am in an interview having all the, like all these things I wanted to say. And it was, we were probably about 15 minutes in, mm-hmm. you know, so that by that point, like the panic, you know, had all settled the word, you know, I'm here, we're talking and I don't want to know, I don't wouldn't call it a blackout, but that was the beginning of my journey well the ending the beginning of the end of my pursuit of figuring out then all the bullshit I told myself after that interview I don't even know Mm. you 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 don't know so our listeners are familiar with me are familiar with the anxiety so again the irony is not lost on me to be sitting here and have the privilege and honor to introduce you and speak to you in a capacity that is um coherent. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. It's so funny to me because like when I hear you say all that, like I, so if your listeners don't know, like I think of Judith completely differently. We spent a week (laughs) together in a beach house in Florida years ago through a almost hurricane, like, and just hanging out. Like, I always think of you as more of a friend. And like, I just think of you as, I know know you work for me and stuff now, but like, I don't like, I, I, you can just tell, like, like we just have like very different images of each other. So anyway, but I I know you have anxiety and stuff. Sometimes I can tell when things are going on. So funny, like there's certain people in the world I can tell 
when their thought bubble is really engaged. (laughs) You are one of them. Chris is another. Like I'm always looking at Chris going, what are you thinking? Because that thought bubble right now is just over (laughs) your head. And like, I need to know. (laughs) Well, Corinne, and truly like that is the, when, when we talk about knowing thought work and learning the bullshit, you tell yourself the stories that I made up that I wasn't good enough to be your friend. I wasn't smart enough. You know, like I told myself that, but I felt I, and I do feel a genuine affection for you. Like, like no other human on this planet. You yeah. just, there's just no way to express who you have been to me. Like this constant steady figure that I sleep with every night. That I listen to every word you say and the relationship that I've created and the, the self-coaching I do through it. But then again, you know, the, the flip side is that story. So when I actually get to talk to you, it's, um, it's interesting to, to be in my brain, but I, I am the, I am that person. I am your friend. You are <laughs> my do, friend. I would do anything in the world for you. Yeah. Well, and I, I would do really, the same for you. I mean, seriously, I would do the same for you. Yeah. For all, especially all the people on our team. I mean, yeah. it's really hard. I think for me, it's really hard to separate being friends from being the boss sometimes, you know, because I genuinely love all you guys, you know, and it's so I mean, if, if your listeners don't know, like our team is pretty much exclusively built of women that have gone through no BS and they want to work for me. And I have coached them at times and gotten to know them. And some of them I, I have known for years now. And so it's, it's always, it's interesting as, as we all keep marching along, trying to change other people's lives, just how our relationships grow and strengthen and change and all that kind of stuff. So, yes. yeah, yes. well, that was a very, that was very sweet intro. Probably that was the sweetest intro that I have had on a <laughs> podcast ever. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Well, again, thank you. And it's just, it's just so nice to to be here with you. And I know Sonia has lined up some questions because yeah, well, we'll let Sonia jump in. Yeah. If you know me, I'm usually not quiet this long. So, um, but I, I'm actually going to segue into something you were just talking about with the people that you've coached and are now working for you. Um, I was listening to your interview with John Acuff mm-hmm. and you talked about how you and and I've heard you say this before on the podcast too that you had started as a trainer. Mm-hmm. What what made you change directions to decide that coaching is really the way to go with your business? That it's the way to to help women. So yeah, I mean that's a great question, and it's really an important one for when when I wanted to help women. Like, like I'm sure there were self-development books and stuff, but I knew nothing of thought work, nothing of it. And this was in 2007. And like the diet industry teaches us, it made sense to me that I want to help other women lose weight. So here's what I should do. I should tell them what to eat and I should tell them how to exercise because these are the things that work for me. It must be what's going to work for them. You know, I have found the magic, you know, formulas. And so I would bring people together and for in the beginning, I put out exercise plans. I was so into my clients, like every single week, like people were getting custom stuff. Like I was always doing all the things we would, I would put out 
menus of like, you know, here's your starter one if you're just beginning. And if you're ready to level up, here's your menu. And if you're ready to go like healthy, 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 here's your menu. And I spent so much time and energy on that. But what I was also doing that I didn't realize I was doing is community was always really important to me. I always knew that the best way for women to lose weight was going to be, we had to normalize what we were all going through. Like I, as I talked to my clients in email, I was like, they are all going through the same bullshit. They're all afraid of this and they're scared of that. And they're talking this way. And so I brought them together to a community and I would spend like a whole Sunday coming up with plans and all this other stuff. And then Sunday night, all the way till Saturday night, I was in the forums talking to them and helping them strategize what they could do and helping them feel better about themselves and giving them new ways to think like, oh, I never thought like that. Make sure you Mm -hmm. think this way. Like I didn't know I was doing thought work until 2015. So from 2007 to 15, I I was coaching, but I didn't know I was doing it. And I was doing it basically uh, by gut, like coaching by gut. That's when I went to the life coach school and I was like, holy shit, this is all that junk that I did when I lost weight. And I started having these light bulbs go off these moments. I was like, this is why I was able to do this. Like in this moment, this is what I was thinking that made me do this. So when I came from there, I had a decision. I had 150 members and I wanted to go all in on, we are now going to lose weight from our brain. Like we're, we're not doing exercise plans anymore. And I'm not sending another fucking meal plan out ever again. Like just not doing it. Cause it, I knew it wasn't helping them mm-hmm. because it was like, we got to figure out why you ain't doing any of that shit. Like that's going to be the answer. So we're going to quit giving you shit to do. We're going to work on your mind and you will figure out how, what shit to do. So in 2015, I just made a really tough decision to tell my members, this is what's changing. This is what's happening. And I gave them from, I said from June into August, like I will send out the last of the plans and all of this other stuff. And then I spent all that time building a website for them so that they would have all the thought work lessons and articles and all this other stuff. And in August, I raised my price a little bit, like $5.95 a month to $50.95. (laughs) It wasn't exactly like, and that was a big move for me, (laughs) but I turned on the website and said, for those who want to stay, here's the new deal. And this is how we're doing it. Mm -hmm. And, um, lost half my members Mm -hmm. just like that and took it super personally. Like just, you know, talking about Judith being friends and stuff. I, I I was so involved in their personal lives. Mm -hmm. I had traveled with so many of them, you know, I had, you know, talk to them every single day. When you only have 150 members and you've had them for years, you know them. And so when they left, like I I was devastated for about a year. Like it was really hard for me, but I knew it was the best thing. I knew like, I was like, you can feel like shit. You can work up through all that. But where we're going is women have to know this stuff. And now you got to go find all the people who understand they need you got to figure out how to tell them they need it and that's when everything changed in the business that's when I went from exercise plans and meal plans to we're gonna fucking change how we think yeah yeah go ahead I was just gonna say that's when I found you yeah that's when I found you would have been that that first year of the the year of change 
Well, that's what I remember. I sitting at um, Vanderbilt weight loss clinic and telling the doctor, this is not a body thing for me. This is a head thing. Mm. And he's like, yeah. And here's a pill. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and, and he was like, and, and we've got a therapist who you can, you can, you know, schedule some sessions with her. Um, he didn't say that she was booked three months solid, but you know, so when I first found you, it was like, I had figured out it was a head thing, but I thought I was the only person in the world who knew it was a head thing. Yeah. And it's so, you know, it's, it's very refreshing. I'm so glad that you made that, that leap. Yeah. Go ahead. I know you I'm just, I'm just thinking of, you know, I don't even know what I was thinking when I found you, except to know that I had done so many wrong things and was on a path of just destruction and trying to figure it out was, um, wasn't, was not, was not easy, but finding you changed my life, changed the, my way of thinking about myself and problem solving and the mindset and learning to trust myself. Like we, we say that word a lot. Yeah. Will you fucking it's live everything. It? It's everything. Yeah. Well, I think it's important for people to realize, I mean, like, had I not been willing to feel like shit and lose people and anguish, self-loathe, do all those things to figure right. out where I was going, you know, there were there's so many people I would have never impacted. And I think yeah. that for your listeners, that's the thing we all have to think about is there are so many opportunities we have in our life to if you want to be someone who is helping other people's change, whether that is your kids all the way to thousands of people online, whatever it is, you know, are you going to be willing to put yourself on the line in order to do it? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and like your ego, your heart, you know, your soul, your feelings and stuff. And, you know, I've been very willing to do that. And I think it requires more of us to be willing to do that so that we can, you know, getting to where you want to go is never easy because it does require a lot of like questioning of yourself, doubting of yourself, wondering if you're doing the right thing, misinterpreting the world. Like all of that comes along with trying to do something new until you figure out how to make that part easier. So it's just interesting. It's I've been asked this question, not exactly the way you worded it, but very similarly um, just about I think people sometimes see me and they think, well, you make so much money now. And like, you've lost a hundred pounds. Like I know that I have done, like if you combine being a woman, hundred pound weight loss, plus an eight figure business, I would bet you I am now in the 1%. Like that weight loss win really (laughs) narrows the field. (laughs) I mean, it's just, (laughs) that just kicked out a lot of people. Um, but I think people see it and think it must be because there's something special about me right. or different or I don't, or, or like it came easy for me and it just didn't. And there's nothing special about me, nothing. I, and I don't say that as a self-deprecating thing. It's like, no, I am like everybody else. Every step was hard. Every step had me questioning myself. I spent all kinds of time crying, worrying if I was screwing up my family, worrying if I was screwing up my business. When my husband, you know, everybody hears the glorious story of how, like, I declared my shot on May 31st and said, by this time next year, you'll be working for me. Just tell me how much money I need to make. I did it that year, but it came with 
a, like a lot of work. It was a lot of me worrying that I was fucking our family up. Mm-hmm. Me scared to death that like I would fail at like everything. Like I spent a year getting coached on. It's all on me now mm. because now we don't have his guaranteed salary. We just got my shit. You know, it's just like all of it, it always comes with work. So I don't want anybody to ever sit back and think that um, there's something special or unique or that, you know, if it's not easy for me, then you know, that means I can't have it. It's like, no, it's just, I just kept going. I always just kept going, even well, when I felt like shit. <laughs> you know, people talk about whether you're a special unicorn or not, but really, I, what the way I would define it is you're more of an outlier. Like Malcolm Gladwell talks about outliers and they're people who've put in at least 10,000 hours. Mm-hmm. You know, they look special to everybody on the outside because you make it look so easy, but really it's because you have just kept going. So in those moments, like what, what is the work that, that you've done to keep pushing in those moments of doubt? Well, I think a lot of times when I'm doubting, I think one thing I was thinking about this the other day, when I'm doubting something, I don't use it as the indicator to stop. And I think that that's kind of where you separate people who get their goals and those who don't Mm -hmm. is that it's like, Ooh, I feel doubt. I must be doing something wrong. And I think that I always think I feel doubt and I'm like, okay, well, keep going to figure it out. Like if I'm doubting, it just means, I just think it's normal. It does. It still feels like shit though. I'm not going to yeah. sit here and say yeah. like, when, when you're like worried about something, like doubt leads to worry. Like right. my A-line always, because, like Corinne has a self-doubt thought. Corinne feels doubtful. Her action line is a mix of things. It is the version of her that's worrying about whatever the doubt is. And I'm also taking action. I think it's, I actually heard somebody say this the other day. I think I'm really good at hearing thoughts and feeling them. And when I feel something like doubt, I don't like have to act on that. I act on who I want to, like, it makes sense to me that if I want to achieve things that when I'm doubting, I have to keep going. A lot Mm -hmm. of people, what makes sense to them is, if I feel doubt, Ooh, that kind of sucks. And that's scary. I should stop. So I don't have to be feeling doubtful. Let me try to figure out how to get all kinds of certainty. You just waste so much time over there. Right. I get certainty from keeping on going. Mm -hmm. I'm just real certain I'm going to keep going. And I, I literally just believe this. I literally just believe if you just don't stop, eventually you'll get lucky enough to figure out your solution. Like I don't like, Like, I'm just like, where's the harm in that thought? Like, I don't care if it takes me until I'm 90. Like, well, that's way better than being very certain. I won't get there because I quit, Hmm, you know? I I similarly had, you know, I've had a lot of successes in my life and in other areas. And I've I've always felt of it as like, I I know how to walk through fire. And that is feeling all the feelings. And I keep going. Like, I am a fucking firewalker. Yeah. (laughs) And that's at the same vein. Like, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to figure it out. And just, you don't stop because that's when the flame will swallow you. (laughs) I think just like what I'm sitting here thinking about, there's several things that I've, I probably have overcome um, that have all been like emotionally really difficult. It's, 
I'm always very closely tied to purpose. So like when you think about like a seesaw, like at any moment when you have to take forward action, when you have to do something to keep yourself going forward in whatever you're pursuing, whether it's me with my son when he was diagnosed with autism, talk about, I mean, thank God I didn't listen to self-doubt because I thought I was a fucking terrible mother who'd screwed her kid up, could never be a therapist. It was the most overwhelming thing I'd ever went through. But I kept showing up and I'm like, why? Because my purpose was so clear. Yeah. It was like, he has to have me. Like I, like, I can feel like shit all I want, but I don't have the option to give up and wait for myself to feel better because he's waiting. Right. And I did the same in weight loss and I did the same in business. Like in business, I think about all the women who are, waiting on me. Like right now we're doing a, a bunch of stuff around my body. You know, I've been working so hard on my body image and we took pictures a couple, this was a couple weeks ago. I mean, I've already put some bikini photos out, but these are real photos. This is me on a bed in the bra and the panties. Like, and here's what real thighs look like. Here's what this ass with all of its scars from surgery this is what it's looking like. <laughs> like, I just, I keep thinking somebody out there is so desperate to feel normal and to figure out that they don't have to hate themselves. That means that even if I'm not liking these pictures and even if it's hard for me, that's not an excuse. That's just my work to do. But it's my job to be the person who'll go for it, to be the person who'll stand out there. And I think a lot of us forget that. Like we, we have the capacity to have all this bullshit feelings and all this bullshit drama and like use it as an indicator to repair those relationships, to work on all that. But don't stop going after things and putting yourself out there and taking forward action just to feel better. It's like you can do both at the same time. Yeah, I think sometimes, you know, we, especially women, I, I have had a weight, my weight problem my whole life since I was six years old. Um, but how uniquely qualified that makes me to overcome now. Right. And it has really just been the last, just the last few months that I've made that shift for myself. Um, but you know, if I hadn't had those particular struggles, if I hadn't had other kids making fun of me, of, you know, people being mean to me, whatever it is, then I wouldn't have had the opportunity to overcome and push forward. And that, I think that applies to most of the women in, in no BS. Yep. Um, it's just harnessing that. And, mm -hmm. you know, those are the, those are the strengths that we want our listeners to understand that they have within them, whether it's a weight problem or something else. Yeah. Um, my daughter has uh, ADHD and didn't learn to read until she was in the second grade and has always had trouble that way. I, I just wanted her to never have a weight problem and she didn't, but mm -hmm. she had this. Yeah. So we all have something we can harness yeah. and use to move us forward. That was, I was the same way about Logan. I, I look back I, for so many years, I was just like, I want to lose weight. So that he'll never be bullied over his weight. In my mind, the worst thing that could have ever happened to that child was to yeah. go through what I went through. Absolutely. And then it's autism. 
and he had his own set of struggles and stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's, I don't know. It's just very interesting. I, I think there's just a lot of realizing feeling bad is not the worst thing in the world that can ever happen to you. Right. You know, it's like, it, it is a, it's a way to build your own personal resiliency. It's a way to build a relationship with yourself. If you'll, if you'll invite it in, you know? Yeah. So I came across a um, transition here. I came across a photo in my Facebook feed and I, I went to an Adele concert about, I don't know, eight years ago the stadium, I, my thing was 14, I'm with 14,000 people. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about you. I was thinking about our membership. I was thinking about the artistry of your craft and who Corinne is and how, you know, the, the, in essence, the creation of you standing on a stage and how you masterfully created who you are. And I think about your past experiences, the experiences of being the Shoney's educator, was that your title? <laughs> Something like that? I was, yes. I was the, basically I was the head of Shoney's university. <laughs> <laughs> so for all of you who don't know what that is, it's where every week, like God it was so hard every week they would bring in managers and area directors. There'd be about 25 to 50 of them, depending on what week it was. And I led a five day universe. I just taught them all day, every day about all kinds of bullshit managers needed to know. And these were not exactly the nicest of dudes. It was usually almost all dudes. And all they wanted to do was check in at the restaurant and go smoke. It was like wrangling <laughs> cats the entire week. But yeah, I was the trainer. I wrote all the content. Like I was in my twenties. So I always think about that younger version of me who was, was like, God, you were such a fucking go-getter. <laughs> and I didn't even know it. I just thought, please, God, don't fire me. I couldn't afford to go get another job. (laughs) But that's like Adele. Maybe, I don't know if she did, but maybe like she like did some singing and some CD bars or whatever, like to refine her craft. Shoney's was definitely my CD bar. (laughs) (laughs) But like appreciating your, your steps in the journey to create that because Again, like thinking about the challenge group that's going on right now. I don't know what are we at eighteen thousand people, something like and that. Like yeah, stadium full of people there for your artistry to hear your your music for us all. And I was just, I was just completely drawn into thinking about like who you've become along this journey, and and just so grateful for it, and thinking about your legacy that you're creating with the advanced certification program mm-hmm. and your desire to be that, um, you know, you didn't have to do this, right? You didn't have to do this. And I'm just thinking about like, what, what do you, what do you hope the legacy of the advanced certification to be provide for others? Well, so, um, the mission of no BS, um, we, we created a mission statement a few years ago and we took it really seriously. I, I've, the, the story itself is funny because I didn't want to do it. I thought it was a waste of time. And my husband was just, you know, being a CEO blowhard and all this other shit from his corporate days, but it's been literally the guiding light for no BS. Like we, uh, Judith will tell you the mission, like we hold everything to the mission statement. Are we supporting the mission statement? So the mission is to teach 
every woman, like think of the word, every woman, how to lose her weight for good and feel as amazing as she deserves. And as I was kind of like, as I'm growing no BS and doing my thing there, I really started thinking about how am I going to teach every woman for a while? I thought it was going to be through the podcast. I, you know, the podcast and the free course that I offer reaches hundreds of thousands of people. I mean, it's amazing, amazing, amazing. But I also was thinking there needs to be more people getting the way I teach it out there. I just think that the way we teach Mm -hmm. everything is so innovative and so different and refreshing and going against the typical diet, you know, grain that I just wanted there to be more people who could get the word out because I will never reach every woman. But if I can come, if I can help another woman and it's actually open to men because I feel like one of the, yeah, like, so no BS weight loss for all the listeners, not open to men, (laughs) that is staying for women, (laughs) but the advanced certification, we're opening it up to men because I've, as I've been really thinking about women and stuff, I'm noticing how underserved men are and how eating disorders and stuff are rising. Oh, absolutely. Spiking so hard in men. Yeah. And so the, I want to be able to help some men become like no BS coaches too for men. But that was the main reason why I was like, I'll never be able to do it by myself, mm-hmm. but there are people, and there will be people that will never want to hear it from Corinne. You know, I mean, I love me. A lot of you love me, but we get hundreds of emails a week of people who are just like, <laughs> you're disgusting and you're not classy. And, you know, like, I, like today, like you wear a halter. I can't believe how many people won't listen to my podcast and wear a halter top in my forties. Like they have all these reasons why they're just like, this is not for me. Mm-hmm. I don't want those people to miss out on what is so good about our concepts. So like last uh, time that I did the advanced certification, um, one of the girls that came through is Christian. It's all Christian based. You know, I have a lot of people that would love to have a no BS methodology and a no BS coach with the Christian slant. So I just, I wanted to be able to give people that opportunity to take their unique way, their unique stuff and use the principles. Like this is how we teach it. There's all the important pieces that go into weight loss. So you know, if you do advanced certification, you study the content that we make our members do, like you're studying it at a really deep level so that you can go out in the world and you can say it in your way and you can really start affecting change. And you know, all these key components now that go into weight loss. I wanted to, to jump on one part of that. I'm a college professor and, um, for a long time I have, talked about in my freshman classes, uh, body image. And I used to bring it up. I've been, I've been teaching for 29 years now. So I've been doing this a while. And I used to talk about it thinking that it was going to be an opening for the women in the class. Mm. But every time there would be a young man in the class who would be, you know, at the point of, of breaking down, talking about body image and the stress. And I learned really quickly that it's something that we think is a woman issue Mm. and it's not, it's so I am so happy to hear that you're, that you're letting men in there because I think, you know, where some of these guys, they, they do steroids, they do so many things to hurt their bodies. And so I, I think it's a really important audience to hit. 
it's going to be the emerging one. And it's, um, we get a lot of emails from men writing in begging to get into our membership yeah. and it's, you know, I'm just ready. I'm, I'm hopeful that a man or two will sign up for the advanced certification because I got plenty of people that write in and I need somewhere to send them because yeah. we just don't have anybody doing it for men. Well, we have a few women who are doing it for men, but right. I, I feel like, and I think that like, trust me for my women coaches who are helping men, like that is not a limiting factor at all, but there are going to be men out there who are going to want to hear it from men. Just like there right. are women who, you know, a lot of my no BS women, the reason why they're drawn to me is like, I don't want to do trainer. Like, I don't right. want to go to the gym and Jim Bob over there is giving me all my advice and tell me to like, you know, book up team, no days off, you know, like yeah. they don't want that. So I just would love for people to just have that opportunity you know? So where else do you see yourself branching out maybe from, from the, the just regular membership other than advanced certification, any peaks into the future? Um, there's one thing coming out later, maybe this year, early next year, um, that, um, I'm not really ready to talk about, but if you want information on it, you should go to theweightlossuniversity.com. Get on the wait list for advanced certification because that wait list is where the next announcement will come out. Um, oh, wow. But I'm, I'm working on it. It's my new, it's moving into the side where I am going to, so like in my advanced certification, I teach a lot of business. It's like half business, half coaching. Mm -hmm. I just have a big passion right now for, helping especially female entrepreneurs figure their shit out. Like I had to figure it out all on my own. I feel like, I feel like there's like these two pivotal places in my life. Like I figured out my weight loss on my own and I went out and taught people like, here's like how I figured out my weight loss. And the same thing has happened on the business side. You know, I didn't have anybody helping me. Um, if you think about, I was in 2007 when there was no Facebook, yeah. I don't, I, Google, I don't even know if Google was around, they weren't popular yet because yeah. I just remember Yahoo. And I don't even remember what the other thing was. There <laughs> were just, I didn't have as much opportunity as people have today, but what I do remember, it was like, so if it was actually harder for me to figure it all out, why are people today having such a hard time figuring it out? Mm -hmm. You can get a website out of a box. You can have a website yeah. up in a minute these days. Like there's like the, how is not the problem. Right. It is. How are you going to think like a motherfucking CEO from the day you declare you're starting your business before you, you have to be in like, for me, I always think about when I first started helping people, I never thought about being new. I never thought about like, well, I don't have clients yet. Like all that drama. I did not do that. And so like, I want to be able to help other women figure out their shit. They have too much impact to make in the world to be sitting there and not doing it because they're afraid. They think they don't know. They're feeling like a wilted flower. So I'm kind of working more on that side. I want to kind of take, that's probably the direction I'm headed into next. And I'm also going to write a book. So I've already written it pretty much like the first, mm -hmm. like roughest of drafts, um, but I will be spending this next year really getting into writing the book. Like I have told myself it will come out sometime in 2022. I don't care if it's December 31st of 2022, but <laughs> like, I'm going to figure out how to get it out into the world between now and then. So I'm really working on right now, 
um, we're closing up kind of like our big push for 2021 is over this month. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, okay, Corinne's now going to spend time figuring out what are the next key things. And we're going to be very focused, very targeted, and we're only going to do a few things and we're going to do them well. Wow. And just even hearing you speak, I'm getting so excited. And I'm and like Corinne, like the master of so many things and the master of her time and how she spends it. It truly walks the walk and talks the talk. And I, I see it every day with my own two eyes and I'm just, it's just, it's so, I'm just blown away, still blown away. I have sat front row of your concert, concert air quotes. <laughs> Is this not true, Corinne? You've I'm, got the lighter. You, you, yeah, you're the foam finger, a lighter, and like a t-shirt <laughs> on the front row. Like, bring it. <laughs> and I know all the words. <laughs> I do. I truly feel like that. We were talking about questions. And I'm like, well, I know the answers. <laughs> uh, yes. Every every question I come up with, she goes, I know the answer to that. <laughs> That's so funny. And I said, well, I still want to ask it. <laughs> but this is the thing. Like, everybody should pay attention, though. Like, Judith... Um, I mean, you'd get over the part where she just loves me, but just think about Judith and her success. Her success is not because of Corinne. It is because Judith has listened to the words. She knows all the songs. She does the work. She shows up all the time. She yeah. does it when it doesn't feel good. I mean, you know, when she's lost 80 pounds and now she's working for like, to me, the number one weight loss company, when it comes to mindset, we're the number one, like nobody's even touching us right now. Fuck new. They're actually not a mindset weight loss uh, diet place. We have stories to tell on how we know this one, but it's like, when you think about it and now she works for like the premier weight loss company as a coach. So as an amazing coach, yes. One of our most in demand. She has a wait list most times. Yep. <laughs> so this is like, you know, like I always love, like, it's easy to, I think a lot of times it's easy for me to get a lot of credit for things. Mm-hmm. And all I really do, like, I'll take credit for my success. I'm never going to take credit for somebody else's because all I really do is I put a lot of stuff out there that I know if, if you'll fucking listen and do what I say, it'll yeah. work for you. You just got to like do the stuff. But it takes that other person willing to trust that and willing to do it and to keep going when they don't want to. That part has to happen. I can only go halfway. The other part is you running with the ball. And so I always just want to make sure people really understand that, um, you know, you need to always own your part of things. Not that you're not Judith, but I think that what ends up happening is a lot of times um, we forget how powerful we are in the equation. Like I've, you know, for a long time, I've given a lot of credit to my mentor Mm -hmm. and it wasn't until I stopped giving her credit and started giving myself credit. Did I start really settling down and feeling like the person that I am, you know, like it, 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 I had to stop that part and it didn't take anything away from my mentor, but I just realized how much of my own greatness I was just like, well, I have a great husband. Well, I have a great mentor. Well, I have this. It's like, I think we do that a lot of times, like even in weight loss, somebody will say I lost weight. And it's like, well, I got lucky. I got, lucky. well, I didn't have any problems this week. Well, you know, my family was supporting me this week. Yeah. Like, no, you fucking showed up every day. You stopped eating when you weren't hungry. You stopped eating when you were had enough. Like you did all of that. Mm-hmm. It wasn't outside forces. 
And so anyway, I just wanted to say all that. I don't know why. I am so glad, like on a personal level that you said those words because I hear them because I I just kind of feel like I'm stepping into that kind of mindset myself. You know, I, with my mom passing away this year and things that have happened, the distractions that there's, there's been clarity and owning this. And I think that's even what for me is symbolic having you here for me is like, yeah, I'm, I am stepping into that. I'm a pretty darn good little coach. Yeah. I get, I'm like, I love my clients and it's, it is, it's an amazing opportunity. Yes. Um, and I did create this. You did. <laughs> yeah. well, like, so Judith didn't get hired the first time either. No, no, like, I blacked out. And let me just tell you, I, and this is the thing. I love Judith to death. One of the hardest things I have ever done is tell Judith no. <laughs> but she came back. She got her like between that interview and the next time she got her shit together. She was just like, I got shit to work on. That wasn't my time. But she didn't say it wasn't my time must not be meant to be. Yeah. She was like, not yeah. this time. And yeah. she went to work. So, I mean, anyway. Yeah. People I'll should walk. know that, that you always have been, you have uh, persevere. We, we yeah. talk about that journey fired. because <laughs> I was on it with her. And I remember seeing, I mean, there was one day where it just hit me. Oh my goodness. This is, this is a different Judah. She is here and saying mm-hmm. that, but you know, I, I think with, with the, my clients, the, the biggest thing that I see consistently is women not able to take that credit for themselves. Agreed. And yeah, it's, it's something that, that we talk about a lot on the podcast, because when you tell them you've got to celebrate that and they're just like, you know, they don't know where to begin. So. Well, and it's the thing about it that's important about celebrating and reiterating success and stuff is that your brain is a pleasure seeker. Mm-hmm. It is like it. I mean, one of the things it wants is like dopamine and pleasure. And we deny ourselves so much pleasure in our thinking because we don't want to take time to say like, no, I am doing a really good job. Even if you don't want to shout it to the rooftop shit, at least start shouting it out in your own journals, shout it out in some writing, start writing about it. It's, um, and I, one of the things that people tell me all the time is like, yeah, well, I don't want to come across as egotistical and I don't want to come across (laughs) as bragging. I'm like, look, if you're trying to figure out how to just start acknowledging that you aren't a fuck up the last you're I'll let you know if that Miles ever apart. happens yeah, yeah but good luck even getting to that side yeah <laughs> like yeah. not happening mm. all right it's about time to wrap it up Judith do you have anything else that you want to oh, ask I you know you, no I, I I just just I know all the answers remember <laughs> that's right <laughs> think I do anyway, uh, because I am always listening, Corinne. And um, I, I just, just what, a, what an honor to watch you up on stage and to listen to you play your music. And thank you for being the beautiful artist that you are for showing up and showing us all, all, all of you, all of you, right? Quite literally, we're going to see you in some photos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, y'all going to see, y'all going to see a lot. <laughs> I haven't even looked. I will tell you my own personal work is I've, they sent me the files three or four days ago. I don't remember when they sent them. It was it's earlier this week and I've yet to open them. I've been doing my thought work on it. Like <laughs> I've been telling myself, like, here's how we're going to think about this, but I'm, I really, I don't want it to be, 
I already know what my habit brain is going to say, but I don't want to ruin my own experience of seeing them. I want to be prepared to look for what's right. I want to be prepared to also have all the thoughts and be compassionate with myself and also know why I'm doing this, why this is so important, why I would even do this kind of stuff. So, um, you know, it just, so that all of your listeners, it's still not, it's not like I just sit around like a robot and just like, yeah, just so brave, so powerful. So all the things it's, you know, it, I I have all my own stuff I work through, but I'm just willing to work on it, you know? Well, thank you for sharing I'm, yeah, I'm, but I'm thinking, you know, I was once a photographer, but I'm even thinking like, what if you just decide to love them? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, and that's, that's what I'm, that is what I'm coaching myself to. I, I, I will love them. Here's what I know will happen with these photos. I will love me for doing it. Yes. Like that right. in and of itself is worth all of it. But I also know my habit brain, like yeah. my habit brain, I can walk by any mirror and it can just be like, but see a little bit of crepe. What are you doing over there? Like, it's just. I know what it's going to do. And so I just, I don't want to go, I don't want to go in unprepared for that. Like, I really want to go in ready to have my own back, ready to tell myself how I'm also going to think. Um, I've had to work so hard on like my body image stuff that it's important to me to always stay on track with it. Because if I, Mm. when I, when I'm not managing it, the old habit stuff just wants to become the new narrative all the time. And, um, I don't care if I have to do this work until I'm 90, I would much rather work on loving myself until I'm 90 than giving up and just letting the old shit happen, you know? So, well, I, I thank you so much for, for that and for sharing your process. I think it was maybe last October's camp. I remember you talking a lot about how we need to normalize, you know, normal bodies Mm -hmm. and then seeing you put out pictures and other women in no BS put out pictures. And I realized the other day, it has really changed a lot of the thoughts that I have just seeing those on a regular basis has changed my expectation and my Mm -hmm. level of acceptance with myself. So I, I appreciate it so much. You're so welcome. And it's true. I'd like the Facebook feed for the group is full of women in bathing mm. bikinis and some more boudoir shots showing up. It's, it is nice. It is mm. very nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you so much, Corinne. We appreciate your generous time and all of the information. Um, we will be back next week talking about self-awareness. So right on the same vein. <laughs> We're just going to continue that conversation. Uh, Listeners, if you are looking for a coach, you can find more information on my coaching at soniagreencoaching.com. And you can find me if you just Google Corinne Crabtree, (laughs) no BS weight loss system, anything, you're going to find me. Wherever you're going to find Corinne, you can find me to work with me. Yeah. All right. I want to get a photo, so don't leave Corinne. All right. Well, we're going to get a photo, but we'll see you all next week. Bye.